Ludlow, and welcome to episode 111 of the Disney Park Princess podcast. I'm your co-host, Sarah. I'm Heather. I'm Charlotte. And Happy New Year! It's 2021. We made it. 2021, baby. I'm excited to close the door on... I was about to be wildly inappropriate for a family show, but (laughs) let's just go with 2020. Very happy it's over. Very happy to move on to 2021. Um, I'm you know. going to need 2021 to live up to my hopes here, though. And, like, let's get on track quickly. Let's not have, like, this, lo- like, slow crawl back to normal. Like, 2021, get to it. I'm tiptoeing into 2021. I am not putting a lot of expectations on it. I'm just, I'm just walking in quietly and hoping for the best. <laughs> you know to get my heart broken that early in the year but um anyway we are going to be talking on our patreon extra later about our holidays and um christmas and did we get what we asked for that was what our last patreon extra was was what did we ask for for christmas um and so we're going to be reviewing did we get it let's see was anybody listening to the podcast <laughs> did, did any of our part- yeah, i don't remember it? what i even said so. yeah well uh, charlotte i think your husband is the only one that could po- potentially have actually heard it um, mine can't. <laughs> <laughs> mine, mine doesn't. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, but anyway, we hope that if you are listening to this, that you had a wonderful holiday season and, you know, that it was relaxing and that it was the best that it possibly could have been in what was an otherwise very difficult year. <laughs> so, but we are moving on. We are super excited for 2021. We are happy to be back. We're excited to talk to you guys again. Um, this week, we are going to be discussing one of our favorite topics, Disney Cruise Line. Um, we have a blog post that went up on Monday, uh, the top five myths about Disney Cruise Line. Are they true? Are they not true? Um, in most cases, they're not true, but there is sometimes a little hint of truth to some of them. So uh, we're going to get into rumors get started. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and some of them apply to Disney Cruise Line and some of them apply to just the cruise line industry in general. Um, so we're going to get into that. But first, we have some Disney news. Yay. I mean, not like a lot of Disney news, but <laughs> you know. News. A little bit, tiny little snippets of Disney news. Um, so on January 1st of 2021 at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, park hopping returns to Walt Disney World. It's different. <laughs> it's not exactly what it used to be, um, but it, it is back. And for those of us who liked park hop, like myself, um, that's excellent news. I this feel. is where I was on January 1st. I saw like reports coming in, like, here's everything you need to know about park hopping. And we did three parks in one day. And I was like, number one, why is that news? Who cares? And number two, that doesn't start until 2021. And it took me a solid five minutes to realize it was now January 1st and 2020 <laughs> was behind us. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I see where we are. All right, I'm, I'm caught up to speed now. <laughs> So the way it works now is the beginning at 2 p.m. Um, park hopping is potentially available based on capacity. So as of right now, the only way to check and see if a park is available for park hopping is a phone number that you can call. Uh, so the number is 407-560-5000. How That's very... Just- 
quaint, kind of antiquated. I want to say, why can't they put this on the back then? Yeah, <laughs> carrier pigeon, maybe yeah. I don't know. <laughs> this should be on the app, but we all know we're dealing with Disney, and Disney IT is not the greatest. It's not even in like the top thirty of yeah. the world. It's <laughs> really bad, and so you know it's going to be six years before they figure out how to get the capacity onto the app, which yeah. is a shame. And so for everybody who's saying, well, but I can look at the park pass calendar and see if there's it's not dynamic it's not up to the minute right. um and so that won't work for for park hopping now i did uh, hear I, I don't know if this is long term if it's still going on if it'll keep going on but that they had cast members stationed at the exits near the buses or monorails or whatever to other parks that you could ask and they could check for you i, I had heard that as well yeah. so i don't know if that's still going to keep going or or not but yeah might be worth looking for a cast member before you get on a phone on your way to the yes. bus. Yeah. And so because um, transportation options are somewhat limited right now, like the the Magic Kingdom Epcot monorail loop is not running and, you know, I think a few other things aren't available. So, um, but it's basically bus transportation is your primary way of getting from, from park to park within Walt Disney World. So park to park um, transportation has returned, um, but it is via bus only. Uh, I think the friendship boats maybe are running from Epcot to Hollywood Studios. They were not when I that. was there, but then I think they started. They just started, I after. think. Yeah. yeah. So that might be an option as well. So, uh, and then of course you can always walk from Epcot to Hollywood Studios. So that's as far as I know has not been changed. They haven't closed the walkways. Um, so anyway, so that's good news. And then coming up this weekend is the, <laughs> I, I want to call it the Festival of the Arts. It's not. It's the taste of the Festival of the Arts. So, you know, Festival of the Arts pandemic version, basically. I don't know why we had to do this. Like, couldn't we just wait and have the Festival of the Arts next year? Like, but Epcot wants their food booths because it can't be a day at Epcot without food booths. Gotta have a food booth. It stems the rules, you know. Yeah. (laughs) It's not Epcot without food booths. Um, I mean, I'm... I don't know. I have sort of very mixed feelings about it because there is part of me that thinks like it's okay to, you know, skip a year. Like it's not, you know, it's fine. Um, but by the same token, I mean, if you are going to be there, it is kind of nice to have the food booths as an option. So, you know, hopefully it, you know, it'll be fun for people and there'll be options and the people will be able to socially distance and, you know, it, I don't know. We'll see, we'll see what it's like. Um, Heather, you got to go to the taste of the food and wine festival mm-hmm. Was it, like, how big of a difference was it, did you feel, between the was, regular festival and the one you saw? It was a big deal to me, because as we all know, that's my favorite thing on the planet. I love the Food and Wine Festival. So if you go to the Food and Wine Festival and you're only there for the food booths, you honestly wouldn't have noticed a difference. Like, mm-hmm. maybe it would you would have, in the back of your mind, thought, oh, there's a few less booths today, because there was a lot of less, a lot less booths. Um, but I personally really miss the special events. I go to at least three or four of them on every trip. So, I, you know, there was no party for the senses, no wine pairing lunches. Like, I mm-hmm. missed that. I missed the Eat to the Beat concerts, because I do sit and watch those every night um and you know just like the like the the wine tastings and the beer tastings and the cooking demonstrations all those like little 15 or 20 dollar uh things that they have that a lot of people ignore I really genuinely go to so Mm -hmm. I miss that a lot it it was great there was still food booths and that's the main draw but there was very much missing from it which made me a little sad well I suspect that the festival of the arts is probably going to be very similar it's primarily the booths and 
not a lot else going on. Which is, how does that make it a festival of the arts, right? If there's not artists out painting in plein air, <laughs> if there's not Broadway, at, you know, performers, right. it's for the arts. I want to see people getting artistic, whether that's through dance or performance or painting, but whatever. Yeah. All right, so that does it for Disney News. Coming up next, we are going to talk about the top five myths about Disney Cruise Line. Okay, let's get into it. Now, I wrote this blog mainly because... Well, can we just say remember cruises you remember those? you remember cruising yeah. <laughs> charlotte and i have been on um, a pretty much non-stop disney cruise line all the time on the blog recently it's very clear that we are suffering from cruise withdrawal because it's pretty much all we want to talk about right now um that will change eventually but uh, for right now it's pretty much all i can think about so um yes but basically i get you know i'm wrapping up my career as a travel agent, but I do still have some clients that are traveling. Um, and I still get this kind of feedback from clients about Disney Cruise Line, like, oh, it's this, or oh, I've heard that, or mm, I don't know if I'd ever want to go on a cruise because I don't know, my friend's brother, sister's cousin went on one and she said that, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it's interesting to me that in the year 2021, um, some of these myths kind of still exist. So I want to want to get into these and get your thoughts on it. Cause you know, you guys are both avid cruisers. Um, Charlotte in particular cruises a lot um, and you both book a lot of cruises. So for both from an agent perspective and from just a, a traveler's perspective, what are your thoughts on these? So yeah. up first, well, let me say, oh. let me say something first though. Um, before we get into the specific myths, some of these are Disney specific. Some of these are just cruises across the board. Like mm -hmm. I, I am, I love to cruise and I don't just cruise Disney. Disney is my favorite, but I don't have, you know, I, I want to just go on the cruise. <laughs> so yeah. If it, uh, yeah, exactly. I'm fine with that I can afford at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um, within reason. It's not just what I can afford. Well, yeah. But I do have some caveats. Set but, some standards. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, some of these are specific to Disney. Some of them are just kind of, yeah, it, people have some reservations. Be even before uh COVID-19 and everything like that people mm -hmm. had conversations about cruising so. yeah so we're going to be talking about cruising in a pre-pandemic kind of sense like our experience with cruising because of course we don't know what cruising is going to look like when it returns please don't ask us when it's going to be returning we don't know we don't um, know what protocols will be we are we, not yeah you know mind readers or but none of these none of these myths have should be really affected um, right. you know, by whatever it looks like. These are all pretty universal myths. So they should still be true even once cruising resumes, which always hopefully soon, hopefully soon. <laughs> all right, cruise myth number one. And this one is specific to Disney Cruise Line. Disney Cruise Line is only for families with kids. No, no. I think I, that, well, as Sarah the resident- I've been on a lot of cruises by ourselves without our yeah. I was gonna say, as the resident non- parent in the group here I it's my favorite cruise line to go on until Virgin Voyages come out that might usurp Disney like <laughs> I love Disney Cruise Line and I have zero children so yeah I was cruising on Disney Cruise Line long before I had a child uh and in fact have cruised way more without him than I ever have with him so. <laughs> poor Ryan <laughs> Ryan don't worry he's been on plenty but, no. <laughs> no I think that um just because it has the word 
Disney, and it doesn't mean they cater to children. Like, I find that Disney actually has um, the best adults-only section on their trips versus any other cruise line. Um, And again, (laughs) this is all before Virgin Voyages, because I think that's going to take over the cake. But I, like... I mean, Cove Cafe, the spa, the pool area, like it's just so peaceful. I love Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) I think because of the, I think they knew that was going to be people's number one concern, right? And so they designed the ships with that in mind. I think the most genius thing that Disney Cruise Line did was put the kids clubs smack in the middle of the ship and basically made a giant kid magnet. Uh-huh. <laughs> like you, you really don't get the overwhelming sense. I don't feel that the ship is sort of overrun with kids. Right. Um, they really get absorbed into very specific areas. Um, you know, the pools that allow children, um, the kids clubs the you know, it, it, they just don't run rampant over the ship. It's, you know, I think Disney did a, such a beautiful job in really designating, like, this is where the kids are going to be, and this is where the adults can be. And there are so many spaces where adults can be if they don't, if, you know, if they want adult-only time. Right. They just did such a good job. And uh, think- the nightlife, too, like, not just the pool and the spa that we talked about, but that, yeah. that and the, and the uh, forward of the ship, the, the district, I think it's called something different on the other on some of the cruises, but yeah, the, 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 the clubs and the nightlife and the bars are all open to kids during the day, but at night they are not. They right. Up, so. And I yep. think what I like most about Disney entertainment is that it's not just a club where you're out dancing. Like they have that and you can do that if you want, but there's other forms of entertainment for adults only that doesn't require you going out, getting your eardrums blown out and staying up until 2 a.m. You know, there's comedy shows, there's magic shows, there's, you know, pub trivia, things like that. Yeah. Uh, even demonstrations, like, wine say, tastings. Like, the martini tastings are lethal. Don't do them. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to see me you after one of those. They're fantastic, actually. <laughs> I, like, I feel like I don't, don't remember the rest of the day. Yeah. You're, yeah. Like, you're not going to know what's happening for the rest of the day. Uh, <laughs> I, but on the flip side, I will say that there's certain adults who will not like a Disney cruise and I'm thinking specifically of my stepfather I brought him him and my mom love to cruise they live in Florida and you know they go on all different cruise lines they hadn't done a Disney cruise so I brought them on a Disney cruise with me for New Year's Eve and he came off it just completely not interested and he said he would never do a Disney cruise again maybe if the grandkids were coming he would go because it would be for them but for him he didn't like it and he didn't appreciate the shows, which, you know, we love because we're Disney fans. And so Twice Charmed and all everything revolves around Disney. And so for us, we love it, but he's not a Disney fan. So he didn't like the, the shows in the theater. Um, he's not really a gambler, but occasionally he will go to a casino on a ship and the Disney Cruise Line does not have casinos. Um, and so he just, he found the entertainment for him lacking. And he also didn't like that there was no be- uh, beverage package. I get that. Yeah, those are some things. Those are some, and we should probably do, if we haven't already, we may have already done this, um, sort of a comparison of like Disney Cruise Line versus other cruise lines, because that's a really good example, right? Like the drink package, the casino, those are big differences between Disney Cruise Line and other cruise lines. And so if those are your priorities, then yeah. We did that um, 
early on when Heather back in the beginning of different cruise, but yeah. we could easily <laughs> we could do, we, we could probably that. do five cruises yeah. five podcasts yeah. on that yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um and I had a thought and now I can't think of it so if we we'll keep going and okay. it'll come back um all right oh Myth- I, did, I remember oh, I remember so if you are a person who doesn't want to be quote unquote overrun with kids consider an alternative itinerary to just three or four night Caribbean cruises or, or Bahamas mm-hmm. or, or seven night Caribbean cruise. Like when Sarah and I went out of New York to Bermuda and we went, um, and we've been out of New York to the Bahamas, it, no, where did we go that other time? Canada. Canada. Sorry, Canada. <laughs> Canada we and Bermuda. I didn't do that. Um, but we went Canada and Bermuda out of New York and it was in September or October. There were kids. 100% Very there were few. kids. But not nearly as many as you're going to see mm-hmm. on your typical um, Caribbean cruises. So consider yeah. an al- an alternative to your typical what you think of in a cruise. Yep, that's a great tip. Yeah, the longer itineraries, too. If you did want Caribbean, I think sometimes like some of the longer itineraries, although those tend to be in the summer. So yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that, um, transatlantics. Pacific Mediterranean, Canada. there's yeah, like Mediterranean, no Panama Canal cruises. Um, those are all great options for um, adults who want a, you know, better adult to kid ratio. <laughs> and heck, if you could get on the Panama Canal or Hawaii, those are two weeks long and that's amazing. So do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. Myth number two. Cruises have terrible food. It's all mass produced food. Lies! And, thank you. Yeah, I can't even... <laughs> couldn't even finish it. We're so mad about this one. Yeah. I, but this is, I think, one of those myths that is really deeply ingrained in the cruise industry. Like, you kind of like, oh, the better staterooms, you know, the higher the deck, the better the stateroom. Like, it's from the, from like those yeah. original transatlantic sailings yeah, where they you had like steerage class, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Well, this is, this is completely false. I have never had a bad meal on any cruise. Um, whatsoever. And yeah, it's, it's just one of those things that may have been true a long time ago. It is no longer the case. I guarantee you, you will not have a bad meal. And if there's something that you don't like, you can send it back or you can order one of everything or like, (laughs) there's so many options on a cruise ship for signature dining, fine dining, and just the hot dog, you know, you can get whatever (laughs) Whatever Do you ne- want. never underestimate the pizza window by the pool. That yeah. is my best yeah. friend on mm-hmm. the cruise ship. I <laughs> love the shawarma station. Absolutely. The, but the, like just the pizza on the cruise is better than pizza you'll get at Walt Disney World. Like I think it's better. But there's so many other options. Like, yeah, that shawarma. You can't just go most places and get shawarma. You know, you have to. <laughs> um yeah. You can't you can here. Maybe not. No. Yeah, you not where I, not where I am. Are all of our places closed? We had a couple of them and they're all closed. Mm. I don't know why. Anyway. Darn it's good food. It's good I food. Think Just that, go. Like people still think of cruising and I mean there are many ships that are like this, Disney included, that you know, they have the big buffet and then you have the two or three thousand people in the main dining room at night, and how could you possibly have quality food? You know, when you're cooking for that many people, because maybe you're equating it to like a wedding at home. Maybe that's the biggest, you know, event you've been to where there's hundreds of people in one space. Or maybe you're thinking of like the Sizzler buffet or something. And that's not the case. You know, they have 
really wonderful chefs and teams that come in with these cruises and they really take guest feedback into consideration, especially Disney, so that if there's something that like enough people say, well, you're just not doing this well, Disney's going to come in and fix it. And that, you know, comes with the food as well. And then, of course, specialty restaurants, Palo, Remy, like you really want to find dining option, you can find it on Disney Cruise Line as well. Yeah. And I won't go as far as saying, you know, I guarantee you won't have a bad meal. I've had a couple of meals that were not so fantastic. It happens, but it, that can happen anywhere. I've been to a lot of restaurants and had some not so fantastic meals. Not everything. The difference is at Disney Cruise Line, they want so badly for your experience to be a good one that if you don't care for it, just order something else. Yeah. It, Order, like Charlotte said, order one of everything. Just try until you find something you like. You know, you can do that um, in a Disney they, Cruise Line. They're also very, like, upset with you. If, like, oh, you didn't like that, let me bring you something else. No, 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 I'm fine. Like, you know, oh, yeah, no, they deal. don't want like, to hear I'm, that. I'm they going want you wherever. To... <laughs> and then, like, before you know it, like, six dishes show up at your table because they're upset that you're not happy. <laughs> right. They really yeah. want so badly to make it right for you. Um, so, you know, can you can, can you try something and it turns out that's just not something you cared for? Sure, absolutely, that can happen. Um, you know, or just maybe the seasoning wasn't to your taste or whatever. It was too spicy or it was too bland or whatever. But they will go out of their way to fix that for you. And that, I think, is the big difference. Yeah, and I think overall, you're, it's not that, you know, it's boiled chicken and bland vegetables. Like, that's yeah. not, you know, you're not getting congealed mac and cheese at the buffet type of thing. And I think that's what most people oh, think do of. Not, do not come for the mac and cheese at the buffet because it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> I love the mac and cheese with the buffet, so <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Like, like, do not email me and tell me about how terrible the mac No, I won't hear it. Do not malign my mac and cheese. Uh, all right, up next, this is the, this is the sort of, you know, I know we've just told you how wonderful the food is. The other myth that sort of this one cracks me up is, well, there's nothing to do except eat. I mean, all you do on a cruise is eat. I mean, that's all I do, so. <laughs> so this is the one where there's a little tr- for us, there's a tiny bit of truth to this because it, it I, I mean, if you are so inclined, and we are, um, you can eat a lot on a Disney cruise. But the, the idea that there's nothing to do except eat is laughable to me if anybody has ever seen a Disney Cruise Line navigator. There are so many activities on a Disney cruise. It's almost overwhelming. You know what I mean? Like you can be as busy as you want or you can be as lazy as you want. It's up to you. But don't think you're getting on a cruise ship, Disney especially, and you're just going to sit there. You know, like you're going to be overwhelmed with possibility. Yeah. Yeah. If you're bored on a cruise so ship, you're just not that, trying. Yeah. So much that like sometimes I'm like, okay, I really want to do this and this, but they're at the same time. So what am I going to do? You know, mm-hmm. so it, there's always something to do and yeah you can just lay by the pool or if you're like us we like to just go and do everything so you're not going to be bored yeah at um, at all yeah and so what makes me laugh is that a lot of people say that well there's nothing to do except eat and then I also get the contingent that brings us to myth number four, which is, uh, it's, it's just not a relaxing vacation. I've heard there's like, that you're constantly running from one thing to the other. And I don't want that. I want to just lay by the pool. So then People, do that. Lay by the pool. <laughs> it's Let your me vacation. Let Cruising 101 to you. <laughs> you get to choose. That's the beauty. Yeah, choose your own adventure. Remember those books? This is where oh. you can be as busy or as lazy as you want to be, but you don't have to do everything. No, or anything. 
No, yeah. I, I mean, for me, I like a little bit of a mix. My mornings, I, I'm an early riser, so my mornings tend to be busy. I like to do sort of morning activities and things. And then in the afternoon, I just want to take a nap. Yeah, you're going to find me on the lounge chair. Or have a ocean. massage. <laughs> or both. Or both. Nap while I'm getting a massage. Yep, that's happened on more than one occasion. <laughs> um, but it's it like, Heather, that's perfect to choose your own adventure. That's exactly what a cruise is. Yeah, and I, I get that people can feel overwhelmed, right? Like, especially when you're presented with that navigator in your cabin and you go through it with the little highlighter, like, oh my gosh, I want to do this, 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 and this. And like, I know that's my problem. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how am I going to fit this all in tomorrow? I thought I was going to lay by the pool. So it can be overwhelming because there is a wealth of really fantastic programming and activities to choose from. So I get that, but you also don't have to do everything. So I've gone through my navigator and had, you know, 75 things outlined. And then I sit by the pool and I'm like, you know what? I'm just not moving for four hours. And then everything <laughs> goes out the window and all those great programs that I really wanted to go to, they're just, I'm not making it to them. So, you know, you just have to gauge how you feel in that moment. And yeah. that's the other thing I really like about a cruise is that if, you know, I want to do that and the person I'm cruising with, whether it's my husband or my son or Charlotte or Heather, whoever wants to do something else, fantastic. Because you can still do, you can still have the cruise that you individually want to have because you're still going to see them at dinner and you're still going to see them at whatever. You're still going to see, you're still, you know, it's the perfect combination of togetherness and individual activities, whatever that activity is. And nobody has to or... feel resentful. Like if you're on a land vacation or even Walt Disney World, like especially if you if you have young children, like, oh, I want to go ride It's a Small World. Well, mom, I want to go ride Big Thunder. And like everybody kind of has to just wait in line and do it all together. And somebody winds up being resentful or it winds up taking so much time to do everything. Here, it's relatively easy and safe to just kind of split up and let the kids go do this. And mom's going to do this and dad's going to do this. And, and, and then you all meet up back together having had the best day ever and you can all talk about it you have a conversation to have now yeah yeah exactly and you know sometimes I want to do I want to stay on the ship and somebody might want to get off the ship and go do an excursion have fun I'll see you later <laughs> you know it's it's all we can do whatever we want to do kind of thing yeah, yeah. that's to me that is the single best thing about cruising yeah. is <laughs> it's kind of like that line from Aladdin, you know, you know, massive activity options, itty bitty living space, right? You can only go so far because it's a ship, right? Like, you know, even if you're doing different things, you're going to come back together at some point, you know, um, the ship is only so big. Um, so, all right. Last but not least, this is a big one. We get this from people who don't even know how much a Disney cruise costs. And then we often get it once they find out how much a Disney cruise costs. <laughs> Disney cruises are expensive. Oh, yes, they are. Yeah. I feel like they are, but you also, it depends on, like, you get a lot included. It's the value of it, right? right? So up front, it's a sticker shock, especially if you're comparing it to other cruise lines and itineraries that are doing kind of the same thing. And then you kind of go down the line and realize, okay, well, I don't have to pay for this. I don't have to pay. Charlotte wrote some really good blog posts mm -hmm. on that, kind of laying it out for you. Yeah. So I have, I have added it up before on, like, let's say we just take this, this Disney cruise and then uh, we take this other cruise line cruise 
and you add in the diff some of the different packages that you won't that are not included like uh, some of the entertainment some of the like soda package um, things like that and it really does add it, room service uh, it really does add up and it makes it way more comparable so you may be paying more you know as a deposit and a few months in advance to pay your cruise in full but you're pay you're paying ideally less when you get off the ship and get that bill on the on the last day i definitely feel yeah. like disney cruise line does a lot less nickel and diming they do um, yeah. than the other cruise lines do yeah. just not, no, you walk on board and you're not like hey buy this photo buy this drink package do this yeah. do that and oh for that alone it's worth it to not yeah. be constantly being hawked to drink package <laughs> uh -huh. yeah that's that gets very uncomfortable and very old very quickly right and you know, the first time I went on a cruise that was not Disney, I had been on several Disney cruises before I went on another cruise line. And I was like, I felt like, and I just, what I said is I feel like they are nickel and nickel and diming me for everything. Mm -hmm. And on a couple of different cruise lines, that's how it, that's how it felt, at least at first. Now I feel less so because I kind of know what to expect. Mm -hmm. But there's one cruise in particular that like every day, they try to sell you some specialty dining package and mm -hmm. they do it like every day outside the specialty restaurants. Do you want it? Do you want the package? Do you want the package? And you know, it gets old because if you're walking past that, that's what you see all the time. Yeah. Even it, whether you have it or not, because they don't know, you know? Um, so I just feel like Disney cruise line. Yeah. You might get some sticker shock, but you have to think about what you get for the price. It's yeah. not, and there are ways to save money. We, we've talked about that before. We've written about that before. There are ways to save money. But for the most part, the price is what it is. And if you want to go, that's what the price is. And it includes a lot of value to that price. Yeah. But like we said, there are ways to get on a more affordable itinerary. So whether it's your stateroom choice or the itinerary that you choose, um, there are ways, you know, cruising off season, um, you know, going with an in-state stateroom instead of a veranda, going with you know, sort of an unusual itinerary like we talked about, like the transatlantics or the Panama Canal cruises, you know, you, you can get some great deals on those, particularly if they're ones that are taking place during the school year when, you know, when kids are occupied, yeah. <laughs> you know, at least in typical school years. Um, so there are ways to make it more affordable for sure. Um, but this one, we can't completely dispute this because, you know, apples to apples, does you know oftentimes is the initial price higher yeah it is that's fair we still think it's worth more though yeah i agree yeah it is a valuable cost you know value yeah. versus cost so yes it is the cost is expensive but you get a lot of value for it yeah agreed all right so that does it those are the top five disney cruise line myths that we hear all of the time uh what do you think are there other myths that you've heard that you're wondering whether or not they're true? You can email us at info at DisneyParkPrincess.com. I think we have a listener Q&A potentially coming up in the next month or so. So we're stockpiling questions. So if you have questions about Disney Cruise Line or any other Disney destination, um, you can always email us and maybe your question will be featured in an upcoming episode. You yeah. never know. And now that I've figured out how to do a, put a voice recording in, if you want to record it on your phone and and email that to us then uh, i can put that in too yep so help you charla, yourself on the podcast help charla show off her technical prowess <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know that i would call it that but 
Yeah. So if, and just in case everybody's wondering what she's talking about, if you have an iPhone, Heather, maybe you know how to do this on a droid. I don't know. It's the voice memo uh, on your phone and you hold for best sound quality. Make sure that you are holding the phone up to your ear as though you are making a phone call. At least how normal people make phone calls. I use speakerphone for everything. Um, <laughs> but make sure that you're holding the phone nice and close to your mouth so that we can hear you clearly. And then you can just email that file to info at disneyparkprincess.com. So that does it. That does it for this week. Coming up next on our Patreon Extra, we're going to be talking about our holidays and our Christmas presents. I got one that I'm really so much in love with it. And um, Heather, we're not recording this, but Heather and Charlotte can see it behind me. <laughs> so I'm super excited. Um, so thank you for joining us. Be sure to check out our blog at DisneyParkPrincess.com. Please join our Facebook group, which is Facebook.com slash groups slash DisneyParkPrincess. Um, we're having so much fun over there. Today's discussion is about uh, if you could take one movie keep one actor and have everybody else played by Muppets, what would it be? <laughs> There's a lot of fun discussions going on. By the way, the answer is uh, Les Mis and Hugh Jackman, and I will hear nothing else. <laughs> everybody else has different suggestions, but as far as I'm concerned, that's the only I, no, right I, answer. I think, you, I think you're probably pretty correct in that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but definitely, we're having a lot of fun over in the Facebook group. We have more people joining every day. Um, and it's, you know, it's just a fun place to hang out and talk Disney and... Um, we really, we love our, we love our community very, very much. So uh, next week, I don't remember what the topic is. And of course I went through and scheduled a whole bunch of topics. Now I don't remember. <laughs> well, I, I can tell you next week, the topic is uh, signature dining at Walt Disney World. There you go. Another one of our favorite topics, food. <laughs> uh, yeah. And signature dining restaurants, which Hopefully more of them will be opening soon. I think not all of them are open right now. Most of them, I think, are not open right now. But um, I can't wait until they reopen. <laughs> <laughs> I need a California grill fix. It's been way too long. Ugh, uh, preaching to the choir. Right? I know. Uh, so stay tuned for the Patreon Extra. If you are not a Patreon member but would like to be, you can go to patreon.com slash Disney Park Princess to join. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.